We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel. Uh, first of all, what's the shirt? Bucket? Is that Bucket Getter? What, what is that shirt? Bucket after what? Bucket, bucket after bucket. Okay. Bucket okay. after bucket. All right. You know, it's, it's a little a outlandish. It's a lifestyle that you have never, ever understood. <laughs> I have not. No, I, I was, I was back in, back in the day, I was not a bucket after bucket. You guy. were screen after screen, screener after screen. I was a good point forward. I could actually pass the shit out of it. I'm telling okay. you, I wouldn't have passed it to you, but it's I would have passed it to everybody else. It's all I relative. Given it, I would have given it to Etwan, Juwan. Whoever else, but I'm not sure I would have given you the ball. Those are good options. I they like, good, I like those options. Good options. What what plush? Listen, you are not in uh, a hotel room that, like I had the other night in Chicago. I will oh. say that. Hey, you know what? That, that was impressive. The fact that you had a pool right. table in your hotel room. Uh, I am at the Detroit uh, hotel, or Airport Weston. Nice hotel, yeah. actually. Good food. Yeah. Just yeah, walked to my fly after this. So, yeah. You know, I didn't even have time to play any pool. That, that's the worst part of that is I didn't even have time to do anything. I, I walk in, but when I go in, and this is a hotel I stay in all the time in Chicago, the Marriott uh, Magnificent Mile. It's on like North Michigan. And I stay in it all the time. I mean, I probably stayed in it 30 times. And I get in the other day and check in. She's like, yeah, are you okay with a high floor, um, you know, bigger room? And I'm like, I don't even care. You know, you know how we are. I'm going to be in this room for honestly, maybe other than sleeping for 20 minutes. Yep. You know, I'm going to the, the Illinois game. Uh, I, I'm working, doing some stuff for stadium the next day, all day and going straight to the Illinois game and then coming back and going to sleep. So I said, yeah, whatever. Just give me what, whatever room. I almost said no. And just like, give me a low floor. So I don't have to go up 46. What a, what a mistake that would have been. Right. I never would have <laughs> known about the pool table. So I walk in, I open the door and I'm like, holy shit. Like what the only room I've ever gotten that was better than that. I once at the Cosmopolitan in Vegas got upgraded yeah. to the entire. It's a, a suite that is like the length of the hallway. It, it was actually the, the time, the stay that I was there was when LeBron decided to go back to Cleveland. So I was there for a long period of time. And, uh, 
that one was insane. That one, yeah, the, I mean, the this Vegas one was hotels, nice. yeah, oh. the Vegas hotels, the suites. I've been in some at the Aria, um, and some at the MGM, and they are just they're right. freaking awesome. Hey, I want you to tell everybody what route you took from the Marriott to <laughs> Champaign, Illinois. I think you might have driven to Indiana and then come back in. I don't know what I, you're I doing. I got there like 10. Did you see? I, I arrived literally 10 minutes before tip. Usually I get there an hour and a half. All of a sudden, you know, the problem was I get in the car and the Chris Mack shit goes crazy. And, and I'm like, all right, I got to work the phones, but I got to try to get to the Illinois game in time. So I just, I throw ways on and my problem, my wife yells at me all the time for it. Like I'll throw ways on, but if I'm talking, I'm on the phone, I'm not paying attention to anything else. Like I run out of gas. You know what I bet you did? I, I bet that so to go to Champaign from Chicago, the highway splits from 94 to Indiana, or you have a different, I forget what the number is, but you could go you go to Memphis. I guarantee you, as you were leaving the city, you were just like right to 94. And we're making you might not have gotten to Indiana, but that that make that's probably what you did. I would I bet looked up. Right. All I know is I looked up, and this was like a half an hour after I left, maybe even 45. <laughs> And it said at that point, it should take about two hours and 15 minutes, right? If that, two hours and 10, two hours yeah. and five, yeah. It said 2.45. <laughs> and I'm looking down, I'm like, oh, shit, I did something yeah, you, wrong here. You definitely did that. That's the only explanation. Man, it was. <laughs> but I, again, I was trying to figure out this whole Chris Mack situation at Louisville. And, you know, I talked to Chris early in the week. I kind of knew something was coming down. Um, yep. And I've known Chris for a long time and know him well and he, all signs were pointing to this you could just tell he he was kind of checked out on the team the team was kind of checked out on him and it was probably the best move in hindsight I know a lot of people are going to be like well he quit kind of like Mark Turgeon did he quit yeah. on his team in the middle of the year I, I feel like the only thing I would say to that is if he had kept coaching it would have been a more miserable experience for everybody involved the kids being the ones that I think would have suffered the most because they would have had to hear about this every single day, no every doubt. single game. You know, is he going to be fired? Isn't he? At least now, all right, you know he's out. Yeah, there'll be a new coach, but these guys, most of them probably aren't ever going to play for that new coach. They just got to finish out the year. There's enough sure. time where they can have a decent experience under Mike McGee's, the interim head coach. Yeah, it's really interesting. I look at this as a very parallel situation to Turge. COVID, COVID hurt them because they had good teams. I mean, the Jordan Wara team, that could have made noise. And oh, if it does, totally. if it does, then all of a sudden the narrative is, is, is different. Sure, there maybe, you know, it could have changed recruiting. Um, right. I know you guys had a good conversation last night in the After Dark stuff about how they've missed on some guys and they've gotten some good recruits that maybe haven't panned out uh, to, to be such. But, you know, that, that momentum would have been – very different, I think, had they been able to do that. And I look at the Maryland the same way. Anthony Cowan, Jalen Smith, and all of a sudden COVID happens, and yep. th that's a that's a tough situation um, for Chris Mack. I I think also the the prior recruiting violations hurt him too because of the Dino Gaudio stuff. Um, that that I, that's I agree. fair to say. I just think that Louisville is on high alert. Like you can't you can't do anything wrong at Louisville right now. Because they're they're just looking at it as man, we've had some some wild shit going down here, and we've yes. we've got to be better, you know. And I think even if Chris Mack's violations weren't 
You know, it wasn't lack of institutional control like we saw before. Rob, but it was nothing. Do you, do you realize what it was? Playing GAs in practice. Yep. Sorry about you, yep. some of those GAs. <laughs> um, I heard a story about a GA at Louisville. I'm not going to say who it is, um, but that he he was there making him practice in practice, and he's playing against Louisville's team, who's good. Yep. Doesn't take a charge. One of the assistants loses his mind on him. <laughs> loses mind. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm a GA. Like, right. I'm not taking a charge from freaking – our 300 pound center. Like there was some weird stuff going on there. Really strange. Yeah. Really. Strange. No, there, there was, but again, having a GA practice, who gives a shit? The other one was, it's because certain programs would have a million GAs practicing. I, I get why the rule is there, but it is like stupid. stupid. It's a dumb, it's a who dumb. Cares? Who yeah. cares? Whoever you have, let them, let them jump in practice. It doesn't matter who it is. And then they personalized recruiting videos. Like who gives a shit that's like you know putting putting cream cheese on the bagel wasn't allowed years ago so for those to be now again the the big key here wasn't that it was more that the conversation with when he fired gaudio and luke murray okay so to take you back dino gaudio was like his best friend he hires him after dino was at espn for almost a decade dino coached him right Dino coach Chris. Yes, I think yeah. so. I think so. I think when so he too. was when he was in in uh, in college or, or yeah uh, with Skip, so <clears throat> he hires him. I, I don't think it's a good hire from the get go. He's been out for almost ten years. You want to hire him as a special assistant off the road? I'm fine with it, but you don't want him recruiting. Well, he's recruiting, so it's him, Luke Murray, Mike Pegues. There's dysfunction on the staff. They don't like each other. It's not good. And then again, they got the NCAA shit hanging over their head. Well, they get this recruiting class in that's supposed to be great in 2019. And we went through it last night, but it didn't pan out at all. I mean, Samuel Williamson, top 25 kid has been a piece. You know, David Johnson was going to go to, he's a Louisville kid. He was going to go there no matter who the head coach was. And then you got a bunch of dudes that either didn't progress like Jalen Withers or transferred out of the program um, like three other guys did. So, you're, you're missing on dudes. You're maybe not developing them. Staff dysfunction, NCAA cloud hanging over your head, pressure mounting. You don't go to the tournament two years ago when you've got a team that's capable of going deep into the tournament. It, it's kind of a, a, a whirlwind, a, a bunch of different – you can't point to one thing. But what I will say is that Dino thing, when it got out there publicly, if that, that had stayed private like it should have, and some people were saying, well, Chris Mack got it to the NBA, uh, uh, FBI level. No, he didn't. He recorded the phone call. And it, he recorded the conversation in person when he fired Dino, and Dino tried to extort him. And, and I use that term loosely. Like, Dino was pissed off. He was just trying to get right. money at that point. Yeah, he yeah, was just trying yeah. to say, like, screw you. I'm going to turn you in unless you give me my, my salary for next year. And then Chris obviously had to go to somebody and say this happened he went to whoever it was he didn't have human resources in in the room which was a big mistake and that's why he got suspended for the six games by the school but he reported it and that person brought it higher up the chain and it eventually got to the fbi chris macandino gaudio never in a million years neither one of them wanted it to get to the fbi level and when it did 
that's when it became a shit show, a complete joke, you know, something that, again, the Louisville program has gone through for years with the strippers uh, in the dorms, with uh, the extortion by Katrina Powell to, to Patino. So it's just like one thing after the other, a black mark upon a black mark for this program. And then it becomes you're a laughing stock, and then you don't win and you don't have talent. They don't, they do not have talent on that team right now. And you know what? Listen, you don't go to the tournament two straight years at Louisville, Rob. You're 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 making your own bed to be fired. Okay. I mean, they their history is way too good. It's way too good. Um, so who would you hire? Who, who would who would you who would you hire? Boy, so I mean, I'll make some calls at first that I know are going to be spurned, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call Scott Drew. I know he's not going to take it, but I got to call him. I'm going to call yep. Brad Stevens because I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, I know you're laughing. I know you're laughing. Okay, screw you. Screw you. But uh, <laughs> you're an asshole. What? Wait, how is this any different than the Indiana stuff? It's no different. It is no different. Call. No, it, it is different. It is different. Oh. How? Because he's a GM right now. He might hate being a GM. If he wants to go back and coach in the NBA tomorrow, he will he make a phone it. call and he will do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But again, you got to call. You got to call <laughs> his wife. Call. call his wife. All right. And just make, make sure. Just make sure right. that Louisville make wasn't sure. his dream job. He's a Midwest guy. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to coach the Sacramento Kings or some other crappy NBA team. I don't know. Anyway, they're going to say no. I understand that. But maybe he wants to coach the Lakers. He he, he actually could. I mean, I, I don't know. I know, but the way they're going to treat Frank Vogel, which is a BS, but <laughs> probably will coach the Lakers. That's a good call. Uh, he doesn't want to deal with that drama. Trust me. Imagine Brad dealing with that drama. There's a lot going on out there. A lot, a lot. Uh, Bruce Pearl, I don't think is is a viable option both ways. I don't think they would go after Bruce Pearl because of his NCAA history, and I don't think yep. Bruce Pearl's going to leave Auburn. I think he's just going to leverage whatever he can to get his. Break the bank, Bruce. Break the bank at Auburn because you can. Auburn will pay you whatever it is, as long as it's probably not more than the football coach. Uh, they'll pay you anything, and and you you'll you'll be able to again stay at Auburn for till you till you leave, and then you're going to try to get your your son Stephen the job as a coach and waiting. So those are the first ones. Mick Cronin, you got to try him. You got to try him. I, I'm not. I'm, Listen, this is the Rob. You can't start at the bottom. You're not no, going to start. I know, but none of those guys are coming to Louisville. You're going to leave Los Angeles and UCLA. No, no zero I'm chance. Not. When you're coming I'm up not. the Final Four and you have a team this year that can win again, there is and, and zero you're taking chance. Over, and you're taking over a Louisville program that has no talent right now. So it's a major, right. major rebuilding job. It's not like Tommy Lloyd took over Arizona and was in, inherited a good amount of talent. Now he didn't know how good, but this, this program has friggin' nothing right now. The it next call, 50, it's 15 degrees in Louisville today, and it's 75 in Westwood. Where do you think he's going to stay? Yeah, good point. All right, my next call, Matt Painter. I'm taking your coach. Strike I'm taking your again. damn coach keep, right now. Keep going. He's not going there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer Matt Painter $8 million a year. <laughs> $8 and million a year? $8 million. I'm going to offer $8 million at Louisville. What's Purdue going to counter with? They're not going to count on eight million, but I think you would also look at: Does Louisville have an AD and does Louisville have a president right now? Hey Matt, eight million a year over six years. Do the math, Matt. I don't. I don't think he would do it, but 
I mean, that's a lot of money. So I'm going to make it would. tough. Uh, hey, listen, the bottom line is, is there much at, when we went through those four and we, we eliminate those guys, is there a better choice on the board than Matt Painter for Louisville? He's the most realistic out of any of the candidates you have said, and he would probably be the – he would do great there. I don't doubt that in, at all. That's uh, all I'm saying, Rob. I don't he think be, he's going to – he would – I don't think he'll do it. I don't either. I don't either. But, again, I'm making him say no, and I'm going to put an offer out there that is going to be – See, but so he's, he's the first realistic candidate that you have thrown into the ring here. Everybody else is a freaking pipe dream. <laughs> Brad Stevens, Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, he could be miserable. The guy could hate being a GM right now. Doesn't he hate recruiting? He does. He's not coming back to college. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. Don't don't worry, recruiting isn't as important now. Just go into the portal, Brad. You don't even have to make calls. That's recruiting. Email somebody. Email, text the kid. You never have to talk to him. All right, next. Um, Then you get to the really realistic ones for me, okay? Chris Holtman, Ohio State. Okay. His bio. You think, he'd, you think he'd leave Ohio State? I think he would think about it. I don't think he really? would do it. I don't think he would do it, but I think he, you'd have to think about it because it depends. It honestly depends if Gene Smith at Ohio State steps up and, and gives him, uh, you know, a contract that is probably uh, worth similar money to what Louisville can pay. I guess I just look at Chris Holtman as his situation is like you're at a football school. They, they want that basketball has to do semi well, but it's not like Louisville where he fits fits at Ohio state much better than he fits at Louisville. I agree. So I'm I'm not, listen, I'm just saying that's the group that you're like, okay, that's. And the other thing is, you know, he grew up as a huge Kentucky fan. I knew that. Right. His mother is a diehard. I'm pretty sure his mother would disown him. If, if he was, if he, yeah, wasn't she like borderline rooting for Kentucky when they played Ohio State? Yes. (laughs) So that would be classic. Hey, mom, guess what? I'm going to Louisville. She'd be like hanging up, like, Clay, (laughs) don't ever call me again. Um, That'd be awesome. If, if, If he was the head coach at Louisville and, and like she was in the Kentucky section rooting for Kentucky actively, that'd be awesome. Love screaming at her son how much yeah. she hates him right like like ripping on the refs for calls they're making against kentucky um all right then i'm gonna get to the most the, the two most realistic guys the two guys that once the ad who's an interim guy starts kind of getting no 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 and he starts squirming and scrambling and, and worried about oh man if it comes out there that i got turned down i'm never gonna get this job full time so i gotta get a dude i gotta get a dude now Eric Musselman, Steve Forbes. Those are two guys that I think their personalities fit. They can handle the Louisville situation. They're both really good coaches, um, and they can be had for the right price. No doubt. Now you're in more realistic territory. I think Muss is a really good coach. He's kind of a nomad, but he's won everywhere. I I think that, I mean – Arkansas is a, a good program, but they're not on the level of Louisville. He, it would be a step up for, for him to go there. I, I think he is very realistic. You like that one. You like that I, Yeah, I think he can – I mean, he kind of – his assistance he's, he's an mf or like he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll battle Calipari. He'll yell totally. and scream at him. Yep. All, all five, seven of them will just fight you. He'll fight no you. Doubt. 
And, and Steve Forbes is, you know, he's a Midwest guy. What, Mur- he's Murray State. Iowa. Uh, he's from Iowa. So, okay. yeah, he's well, been everywhere, though. He's been everywhere. Let me let me throw out some names at you that I just wrote down. And I think yeah. they're going to go from, like, realistic to outlandish. But I'm just – I'm curious. All right. All right. All All right. right. Here start, we go. start with Kenny Payne. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Kenny Payne. <clears throat> he's definitely in the mix. Okay. Definitely going to be in the mix. Played at Louisville. Assistant at Kentucky. Currently an assistant with the Knicks. Great player relationships. Great human being. Would have to hire a good staff to me, obviously. So he's he's there. What about – all right, Kevin Willard, I saw his name getting thrown around, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. But then when you think about him being assistant for Patino for six years, it is more of a realistic – See, I don't think they can go Patino. I think you have to stay away from the Patino. Kevin Willard is too – Too Patino. Oh, he's Rick. Too Patino. Think about this. Kevin Willard's father, Ralph Willard, is Rick's, like, best friend or was. I don't know if they still are. Okay. All right, this this is where they start getting a little more outlandish. Okay. What do you think about Mike Boynton? He's so he's I, New York. I, yeah. And yeah. they've won with New York kids. Is that he signed, outlandish? He signed a big – he's got a huge buyout. If he signed his his contract, he's got it. He, he and Nate Oates have huge, huge buyouts right now. Because I was thinking he makes sense to me to go he's there, but no one's talking. Yeah. I, I agree. I think he's great. I mean, yep. he's a good recruiter. He's proven yep. he can get big-time talent with Cade. Yep. All right, so that makes sense. All right, this one is a stretch. Okay. And they haven't been that good. They're okay this year. Ben Holland, he's got Final Fours. Oof. No, bad fit. I was just looking through the, the bet, better teams in college he's, basketball where the job would be a step up, yeah. where I would be like, he would want that job. If he yeah, he can it. coach. Ben's older. He could coach. He could maybe get him back to – the problem with Ben is he doesn't want to do anything but coach. Gotcha. And, I and think Louisville, Louisville, it's more of you're you're more like a state senator while yes. also being the head basketball yeah. coach. You got to get out there. You got to have a personality. That's where like Kenny Payne would be good. Muss would do it. Forbes would do it. Um, I, I still want Brad Stevens. <laughs> All right, this I got two more. All right, and I think ahead. it's West Miller probably hasn't won enough. It, it's too early for Cincinnati right. to tell. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. could in five years. He could make sense. Totally. There. Well, um, three years he could be a Carolina. Who knows? That's true. Yeah. And then this is the last one. What do you think about Andy Enfield? I mean, they've been good. And USC, right. while you're close to talent, yep. you'd be going to Louisville where there is legitimate fan passion. Like there is. Whereas USC, I think they're existing in LA amongst a billion other things. So Andy Enfield is kind of a hot name right now swirling for Maryland. Really? He's from, I believe he's from. He's East Coast, yeah. I believe he's from Maryland. I'm looking. Oh, I know. I meant to look about that. But I've heard that for now about two weeks. That that is the major name that has been swirling. He is from Pennsylvania. It says Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. But there's some. He went to Johns Hopkins, played at Johns Hopkins. You know, he was he was actually an assistant for a couple of years under Rick Pitino with the Celtics. How about that? So there is a little Louisville connection there. He's not a Rick right. Pitino guy, so to speak. Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, I I mean, to me, I don't know if he works either personality wise. He's a little bit um, laid back. I, I don't. That's why it, it's so hard because you got to find the right fit. Not only the guy who can coach at Louisville. A guy who's got the – that's why I thought Chris Mack was the right fit. Yeah. You know, like he had everything that – Midwest guy, you know, would fight you, 
could coach, like could recruit, like all of it. But, you know, like Forbes might be the guy. Forbes might be the guy. At the end of the day, he can, he can recruit at a high level. He's proven what he's done at Wake is pretty damn impressive without oh, being is. able to recruit on the road at all pretty much, yep. you know, in that time to get them back to relevance in two years and what he did at East Tennessee state. And he was an assistant at a high level. He's also been a Juco guy. So like he can go in a lot of different ways, which you need to do at Louisville. Totally. Cause the, the talent in Kentucky has just fallen off the planet. Indiana no. and Kentucky play that series every year. And for, yeah. I mean, they used to sell out freedom hall and they would sell out Market Square Arena. And I think Indiana has won like 28 of 29 games in the series. But you yeah. think, like, even when I was coming out, our Indiana All-Star team was Eric Gordon, Jeff Teague, Jawan Johnson, Etuan Moore, me, Scott Martin, Matt Howard, wow. Zach Hahn, Ben. I mean, you're looking Logan. at just – got five NBA players, and then you've got a bunch of really good Division I college basketball players versus yeah. Kentucky. Their best – their Mr. Basketball was going D2. And, like, Preston Knowles was their best player. He played at Louisville and was, like, their seventh guy. So we beat the hell out of them. I mean, it was like – it wasn't a contest. It's it's become where Indiana should play Illinois or Ohio, honestly. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, so so our pick, our realistic pick, who, who, who you got now? After all of our discussion, the guy that you're going to you're gonna get if you're the Louisville AD, interim AD right now. I, I'd go Muss. I would go with Muss. Uh, yeah, I, I think Muss Forbes, Muss or Forbes are the two guys I would probably think you're, you're probably going to look at at the end of the day. Now, it may be somebody completely outside the box. We'll see. Uh, all right. We saw each other uh, briefly since I got lost and didn't get there until 10 minutes before the game uh, in Champaign, Michigan State, Illinois. I was thoroughly, like Tom Izzo, unimpressed with the Spartans. They were yeah. terrible. They were terrible. They yeah. couldn't score. You know, again, point guard play. I thought Tyson Walker would be better than he's been. A.J. Hogard has been uh, wildly inconsistent. And, and that's what Izzo said. He said, we've consistently been inconsistent. And yeah. that's a great way to sum up Michigan State. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Michigan State, but how worried are you about them? And I just don't know how they can get past the Sweet 16 because they are so inconsistent. I just think they're so limited offensively in the half court. When they got out in transition, Gabe Brown's dunking on people and whatnot. They, they can do that. But I think if you can make it a half-court game with them, they're prone to turn the ball over at, like, the highest level. They didn't even do that at Illinois. They actually had 11 turnovers. There's games where they'll have 20 and just be chucking the ball over the place. Max Christie was bad. And he's been good. You know, he he was bad. Um, I thought end of the game, they didn't do Tyson Walker any favors because you're setting him up to fail in the sense that you bring a ball screen. But Illinois has gone small. They're just going to switch. Yeah. Like they, you're not gaining an advantage now. Four or five sessions before that, they've got Bosman's Verdonk and those big dudes in there. They're not going to switch that pick and roll. You can pick and pop. Sure. And then if you're Malik Hall or Joey Hauser, you, you drive it or you shoot the open shot. Yeah. They ran the same play, but the personnel was different. So I, the end of the game, Tom Izzo's mad at Tyson Walker, but I, I think most players have been there where you run a play, it doesn't work. In your mind, you're thinking, this clock is going down, and I have to get a shot up. And it, you get emotionally belligerent, and he takes a shot that, you know, they didn't want him shooting a pull-up with eight seconds to go contested. That's not what they wanted. Um, 
But I, I just think that they're so limited offensively, especially when Max Christie struggles. If he can become an alpha dog and, you know, I think his numbers going into the game were like five or six in double figures, 14 yeah, a game, good. 50. And I think it was 55 from the field, 54 from three. Like he'd been it, playing Izzo well. Said, Izzo said to me afterwards, he was like, yeah, the, the crowd just completely affected him. And he's like, I, I mean, get he, it. Missed, he missed, a, missed, missed a layup early. Yeah. And it yeah. was a great atmosphere. I, I will say that about the game. It wasn't yeah. well played, but the intensity level and what was on the line for first oh. place in the conference give a lot of credit to Illinois because I don't think that they get mentioned in the maybe in the not the upper echelon of the arenas they they do with that but to get put in the same conversation as Purdue Indiana Michigan State yeah. and even I'll throw Rutgers in there because when that place is going it is a freaking hornet's nest um it, it was that good it was that good of an atmosphere yeah and I was I was sitting right in front of the student section and they are awesome I mean awesome <laughs> in a way that Again, student sections are awesome, right? I mean, yeah. you know, calling uh, Izzo, uh, uh, I think, uh, a little elf over and over and over and, and you know, stand up, Tom. Like, it just, yeah. <laughs> they, they, I don't know. I Listen, I missed that. I missed that the last yeah. year or so. Like, hearing yep. those, those absolute uh, disgraceful takes uh, <laughs> by the students thrown at everybody and, and anybody. Um, Illinois. I almost turned around, Rob. If I hadn't been three hours into a two and a quarter hour drive, I might have turned around when I found out that Kofi and, and Curbelo weren't playing. I, I, I'm honestly, I might have stayed. If I had found that out four hours earlier, I might have gone back to my room and played pool while watching the game. Instead, I finished out the drive and I'm like, they're going to get their ass kicked tonight. See, they're I didn't think they were. I didn't think really? they were because of the, the way they played at Maryland. I knew Brad was going to have those dudes defending with their hair on fire. Yeah. He he lit those dudes up. They got torched by Maryland's guards. They took like 60% of their shots were threes. They took like, like 33 threes and 25 twos at Maryland. They were chucking shots. Yep. I, I knew he was going to, it was going to be competitive. And I just didn't think Michigan state was explosive enough of a scoring team to get away from him. And I honestly, I love Trent Frazier. That dude He's is a awesome. gamer. He, yes. he is – he can score, he can pass, he runs the show, he defends, he's been there forever. He just – he totally gets what, what Brad wants from him, and he, he plays his role perfectly. First half, he was, he was great. Um, I just think that they, they still have really good guards. Mm -hmm. Alfonso Plummer can play. I think Jacob Grandison is an elite role player. Um, you know, Luke Goody came in and gave them good minutes off the bench. He's going to be a player – uh, Bosman's for Donk has, has done some good things. He, he, he can pass, he can rebound. I think he made three of his four shots. Williams, I, Williams, you know what Illinois, great role guy, great role player. You know, what Illinois problem is Illinois problem is that they've had nine or maybe now 10 different starting lineups <laughs> right. with Kofi out with a suspension yeah. early. And then now this concussion, um, with Curbelo missing so much time that they've had, I mean, shit, Coleman Hawkins has played five positions. This season, he's played point guard early in the season. He's played on the wing. He played some five. Now he's struggled. He's the one guy. And Brad said it. He goes, "I, I haven't helped him because I haven't given him a, a defined role." You know, he has played everywhere. Um, he's needed to, and he has. I just think that they have been plugging holes. Are they it just a seems team, like every Rob? Are they a team? Because I still look at them and I'm like, all right, what are they missing? I mean, you got a big, a dominant big. You've got wings who can score and and defend. You've got versatile guys. You've got, like you said, great role players. 
You've got a point guard that we haven't really seen this year, but one idiot put him as the preseason first team All-American. Uh, the guy yeah. that said Mar- Maryland's bench was going to be elite. Hey, will you stop with Maryland's bench? You're killing me. I just, I just think it, it's, it needs to be brought to the forefront. James Graham, man. It was all about James Graham. Um, <laughs> His transfer just sunk the battleship. It sunk the ship. That's right. Um, can they be a team that we're talking about at a Final Four? Like, like I don't know. I go back and forth on this, Rob. I really don't know whether – it's all going to come together with harmony and they're going to look awesome or it's going to be a mess trying to get all these pieces back together because there are issues with Kofi guarding, right? It can be exposed. There are issues with Curbelo shooting and taking care of the basketball. He can be exposed, but when they're playing at their highest level and they're doing everything that they're capable of doing, I'm not sure there's a better team out there in the country. It sounds crazy. But I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is either. I I don't know. I, I think it is yet to be seen. Um, Curbelo against Purdue, for him to come back and play the way he did, having practiced twice after two months of being out, um, I don't think there's an answer for that. I, I really don't. I think that at their best, Illinois is a Final Four team. And at their worst, they're undisciplined at times. They, they do stuff that makes you kind of scratch your head. Um, the Maryland game, I mean, they just could not contain any of those dudes. Dante Scott is killing them. Fast Russell is killing them. Um, they let Caduce Wahab go. And I thought in the Maryland game, it was so telling on multiple possessions where they've got guards driving to the basket, and they've got like four dudes going to beat this dude shit off the glass. Miss layup, Caduce Wahab is literally standing <laughs> right here, hits him in the hand. He could freaking windmill it if he wanted to. It's just like, oh, stick – Every one of the Illinois defenders just flew by. I get to have a wide open dunk. You know, I they just at times you're that you kind of shake your head and you're like, man, they just I'm not sure that they'll figure it out. But then you watch them play other times, like that Purdue game. That's one of the highest levels level games of the year. That was freaking awesome. I I don't know. I, I don't think you can make that call right as of right now. They haven't been together enough as a group. And who knows if they ever will be. With the luck that they've had, they might never get to, to full health. We don't, we don't know. So is it fair to call them the most intriguing team in the country? Because I think, yes. Because right. how many guys, you know, so many of these grad transfers, we talked about Tyson Walker, and they come in and they're, they're trying to, to go up a level. Not that, you know, Plummer's coming from the Pac-12, but he is an unbelievable shooter. He <laughs> unbelievable. has a flame. Right. I mean, flying off screens and just pulling just the elevation – the elevation he gets on his his jump shot is his next level stuff. Now he's tiny. I mean, in terms of next level. But yeah, I didn't realize how small until I was oh, standing he, next to him after. He's the not game. big. Yeah, wow. you know where he struggles too. I think is transition defense. He's one of those dudes that's a scorer, yeah. and you know, you're transitioning from offense to defense, and he's kind of like still thinking offense as the ball is flying down. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think he's improving on that end. I know Brad is on him about it, but I think that's where he's he's got to make some strides. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, my alma mater did not live up to its its hype uh, the other night against UCLA in the late night game at Poly Pavilion. But listen, it's still a, a rivalry game at Poly Pavilion with fans. Arizona first game, really... first game in what two months with fans, right? No. So they, I think they played. Somebody else after losing Oregon, I think they had fans. fans. Yes. Yeah, 
I think I think Mick bitched enough that he was like, you know, down the street, they got 80,000 at that football uh, stadium. Why the hell That's don't we fact. have fans here? So they did. They, they, they've had them for the last couple of games. But, you know, I don't know if this is more an indictment on Arizona not being as good as we thought they were and, and not being the number, you know, top five team in the country. Or was it more an indictment on UCLA and how they're the forgotten team? Because I, that's what off. it is to me. That's what it is to me. I, I think every you, know, you look at their roster, they are stacked, dude. Miles Johnson plays like 15 minutes. Right. And everybody's talking in the in Big Ten country about how, man, Rutgers really misses him. He he would he play a ton for Steve Peichel's team. Right. Obviously, they didn't and Amori did play better, a ton. but right. yeah, he did last year. So I I mean, you've got – I think Jules Bernard is one of the more underrated players in the country. You get Cody Riley back from injury five or six, seven games ago. We know what Johnny Juzang is. He can get hot and make, make shots at the highest level. Tiger Campbell's a good point guard. Hawkins Sean, is a great Sean Miller. Sean Miller raves about Tiger, and, and I do too. I've always loved Tiger since I first saw him in high school for his toughness. I mean, he's a tiny guard, but I feel like in this, in this year – when there aren't a lot of big-time point guards, I mean, I just filled out the koozie list of the top 10 point guards. It's Corbello. Least... <laughs> no, I, I didn't he put didn't Bello put on, on there. I did not put Bello on there. He if he plays the way he did against Purdue, he'll, he'll be on there. Yes, that was one game. But it, it's like a bunch of dudes that you honestly – you wouldn't even think about. You it, Like, it, it was incredible to me. I mean, Isaiah Stevens of Colorado State is, to me, like a top five-ish point guard in the country. Most people have no idea who he is. Yeah. Still, we, we, did, a, we, did, a, we did a mock draft um, a couple nights ago in studio at Big Ten Network about just make your, your best team out of Big Ten players. Yeah. And I ended up taking Trent Frazier with my third pick just because I didn't know who else. It was like I have right. to take him because right. I don't know who else I would have to run my team. You know, like I. It's bad out there. I don't know why. Do you have any sort of philosophy on why the point guard play is so bad and I just think it, it ebbs and flows I really do I think that it's just one of those periods where it's down guys left or I don't know I I'm trying to think who would be on I mean you got like Gillespie and Villanova Gillespie. yeah um, Gillespie's one of them Akinjo uh, at Baylor yeah uh Nemhard at, at Gonzaga yeah uh hold on I'm gonna tell you in a sec my list it, it was not I mean, did Kirk, did I, Kirk Carissa make it after his 0-12 night against UCLA? He did not make it. He did not. Here's my list. He, Ready? he is a wild card. But yes, go right. on. Akinjo, Nemhart, in no order. Akinjo, Nemhart, Colin Gillespie, Isaiah Stevens, Kyle Lofton, St. Bonaventure, Wendell Green, Auburn, Braden Norris, Loyola, Chicago, Severe Wheeler, Kentucky, Alex Barcelo, BYU. I, I know he's not a point guard, but I put Wendell Moore on uh, there from Duke. He brings the ball up some. Right. He, I mean, he and Keel split it. That's yeah. that's your 10, Rob. Yeah, it's pretty average compared that's to years past where you correct. got, like, correct. Loaded. Yeah, so the, all I'm saying on that is, is I think Tiger Campbell isn't far off that top 10 this no. year. So if you have a good point guard and you got <clears> wing <throat> scores and – even like Peyton Watson coming off the bench, who's going to get better and better as the season goes along now. And as UCLA is able to practice, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like UCLA, they're absolutely in that discussion for, for the elite level teams. I'm not sure Arizona is because of point guard play and Kirk Creesa 
Now, what Sean Miller will tell me is he only played seven games last year. He's still a freshman. I get yeah. it, but I, he could be a senior, and I still think you don't know what Kirk Creasy you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, he, the Illinois game in Champaign, he's big time. He plays with swagger. He's over 12. He probably was thinking, I'm on fire. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's right. his mindset. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the crazy thing about Arizona is that they, they didn't shoot it well, they turned it over, but 21 offensive rebounds. I mean, right. against a UCLA team that has athletes and length, right? Yep. That's what Arizona that's that's why Arizona, I think, is such a problem that they can beat you in so many different ways. They can be hot from three, you know, they can turn you over, they they can get you on the offensive glass. And to me, to go into UCLA against a team that's as talented as they are in a building that's so thirsty to get back to to having fans and even first game, second game, whatever, this is the game that they've had circled on their calendars all year. Well, once Arizona got good, this is the one. I don't think it's an indictment of Arizona. I think it's just one of those nights where you you run into, you know, a game where you don't play great, you don't shoot it great. I mean, who who really played well offensively for them? Matherin's no, five of twenty-two. Nobody. Two Bellas is Kirk is 0 of twelve. Dallin Terry 0 of five. Right. Two Bellas is banged up. It, it doesn't matter to them. They're, they're really no, good. they gotta get him in Tucson next week. They play him yeah. next Thursday. I'm I'm trying like hell. So I'm trying to get. I think I told you this last week, my, my wife to let me take my daughter to, I'm not going to be able to do it all. I got to figure What's it out. What's the issue? School? Yeah. Yeah. School. And she's, she's in a show. So it's rehearsal and school. And you know, I'm like, I remember my dad, when I was a senior in high school, my dad took me out of school in March for a week to go to spring training down in Florida. Look at how you turned out. Just great. I mean, look at me. Look <laughs> at me. That's right. It didn't affect me at all. Man, um, you just you thrived. So I wanted to take her to Arizona, UCLA, Arizona on Wednesday, and then go Friday from from Tucson, go to Baylor at Kansas. Because again, I think I've told you, Scott Drew has been like her biggest supporter. So she wants to go to a game. He wants to to, to you know see her at a game. But I think we're going to do instead. I think it's better to go to Waco for her. As I said, I go, you can't go to Kansas, a Baylor-Kansas game, and cheer for Baylor. Like, they'll kill you there. They will. And she's, and she's literally like, Dad, I don't think I can do that. Like, I, I really like Scott Drew. Like, And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit next to you. I will get then you murdered. Then you can't go to the game. <laughs> right. That's kind of what I told her. I said, listen, either – we don't go then, and we'll go Texas plays. You, you know what you got to do? You've got to convince her to just be neutral so she can go experience that. I, it's what I try to tell her. I'm like, you want that atmosphere. But I think it is the best fun. in college basketball. It really is. I, I, I think it's amazing. So the next weekend, Texas plays at Baylor. And I think it'll be a better experience for her because Scott said, he goes, literally, if she comes out, he's like, she has all access to whatever she wants. Like Absolutely. she can interview whoever she wants. She can go like whatever she wants. I think I Scott think, is, Scott is the most supportive person in college basketball. Any far. article comes out about you, he's yeah. sending it to you. Way to go! You know, like he's just yes, yes, he yes. is the nicest dude. It's crazy. hey, remember, remember last was it last year or the year before when I you're an idiot out, when I tweeted out the picture that when I was outside the uh, Mackie and I the wooden out statue, the, the wooden statue. I said, you know, when I say sources that are, they're in talks that there's going to be a humble statue. <laughs> yeah. And then, so he texted me and was like, congrats, dude, you so deserve it. 
And I was like, coach, I appreciate it, but Jeff's a fucking moron. He actually is lying. And then you tweeted out that they ran out of money. <laughs> he said, so, but yes, he was, he was on that. He texted me and he was like, dude, that's great. You so deserve the statue. I was like, that's him. That's him. I mean, like, listen, if he saw this story <laughs> about you in the Indy star, he, he did. He, he texted. He texted he? it to me and goes, "You deserve it, man. Congrats. No. He's, no, he's he, awesome, man. He is. So I, I think it makes more sense. Although I do want her to experience Fog Allen. I think totally. it, it'd be a better experience for her in Baylor, in Waco, and it's still a good game. I mean, Texas Baylor. No, it is. It is a great game. Will be a great game. It just won't have the same atmosphere, obviously, no doubt. to it. But she'll, you know, she'll have more fun. I think overall. I just, yep. you know, for me, part of it was too this week. <laughs> We're supposed to get two or three feet of snow on Sunday. So I was like, if I can get out to Arizona, seriously, right? Get out to Arizona for a couple days, I'm in. But I don't think it, I don't know if it's going to happen. So, all right. Well, I know you got to catch a flight. And uh, the best thing, by the way, always, I did it the other night when I left my plush um, room in in the Magnificent Mile and and checked into the Hilton in the airport at O'Hare. It is beautiful, though, waking up. At, at the airport, legitimately at the airport, not even having to get into a car and walking to the terminal. That's the greatest feeling ever in a morning. I know. Not having to get up. Like, because if you stay in Ann Arbor, it's a 25, 30 minute drive to the airport. And if you're in East Lansing, it's an hour 20. So I, I honestly think I'll try to stay here more. Now, yeah. I if I was Delta, I would literally, do, they have a, an entrance in the hotel where right. you can just walk. I'm, I'm on America. I've done so it. I, yeah. I'm yeah. always Delta. I'm always right, Delta. So you're good. So. I got to take a shuttle, but it's like three minutes. It's awesome. No, it's, 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 it's a good feeling waking up and not having to rush out. And, and because again, you got the, like for me in Chicago, it's the traffic to get to O'Hare. No doubt. So you yeah. know you're almost better at. taking the train at times. In Chicago. Yeah. I think you're right. Cool. Cause you know what you're dealing with at least. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, where are you off to next? Florida. I've got UCF in Houston. It's my first time seeing Houston in person. I've had them on on the kid, but they uh, Kelvin has done an, an incredible job. They just continue yes. to, to kill everybody, and doesn't matter who's hurt. They just yeah. keep rolling. They're in the minor leagues, though. They're in the minor leagues. <laughs> nice. See ya. See ya. Have fun. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.